I'm here because for too long the police department has been militarized to murder black people, brown people, and indigenous people, um, and other people of color all over the country. And there's been little to no justice. 99% of police officers who murder people who are unarmed do not receive uh, the justice that they deserve by going to prison. Wow. This is a huge issue. Yes. What do we do? I mean, there's so much that needs mm. to be done. What? How do we as individuals become the change? What uh -huh. can we do? Firstly, I think that right now is a beautiful movement where almost all of the world is standing up for Black Lives Matter and black people in general all over the world saying that that the uh, oppressive governments need to stop murdering them in cold blood. So right now is a wonderful time to keep the pressure up, to be going to movements, uh, protests here and keeping the pressure and speaking directly to the cops and letting them know that what they're doing is wrong and that they should be standing with the protesters here. And um, in the grand scheme of things, the police need to be defunded and abolished. And what else can we do as individuals? Okay, if that, if all of that happens, mm -hmm. you know, what can you and I do to, to be the change? Um, just be here, uh, be on the front lines, show support and actually put yourself out there on the front lines and defend black people and people of color who will be hurt more than I would be um, as a white person. They would be hurt on the front line. So I feel it's my responsibility to be here and put myself on the front line because of that. And when I turned off the mic, it was kind of cool. He says, hey, dude, mad love, mad, mad love to you for what you're doing and who you guys are. He said, I love it, which is very cool. Because that's what we want. I mean, we want bad love, of course, but we want that assurance that we are, we're striking, you know, where we need to strike. We're, we're there where we need to be. Um, I believe the next one I interviewed was Melinda. So um, my name is Melinda, and the reason I'm here today is because, um, well, black lives do matter, and unfortunately right now a lot of people don't see that. Mm -hmm. And that's why we really enhance that black lives matter. We never said that only black lives matter. We never said that. So I don't know why people are so sensitive to that. You know, a lot of people are saying blue lives matter because they feel like they're in danger, but, you know, we could approach them with the same topic. Why, don't, why aren't you saying firemen lives matter? Why aren't you saying ENT lives matter? Yeah. It's the same kind of thing, same thing. We are not saying only black lives matter, but right now they are the ones that need the help the most. So that's the reason I'm here, because at the end of the day, the only... Only 12% of the population is African-American. If you want your voice heard, you need a bigger percent than that. I was also always taught growing up that you need to stand up for the other underdog. Okay. And you need to stand up for people that look like they need help. Sure. And um, I'm actually here without my parents knowing right now because uh, they're conservative. Okay. And I've seen too many people getting kicked out of their homes because they want to protest. But um, the reason I'm here is because I find a lot of hypocrisy in the mm -hmm. system and the way that we teach people. You know, my parents always told me to stick up for the underdog, but then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go stick up for the underdog. I'm going to go join the Black Lives Matter movement. And they're, like, they're like, oh, no, not like that. Why not like that? What's the difference, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm here just to educate. I'm here to be peaceful, and I'm here to protect because, you know, there's too many times where black people are left by themselves in dangerous situations. So that's why I'm here. How can you and I be the change? This has got to change, and it's a huge issue. But what, what's that first step? What can you and I do as individuals to be the change? Well, individually, we can, you know, speak about it and not shut down about it, you know. Okay. Um, we can do these things. If you can't come out, you can sign petitions. If you can, you can donate. Um, literally just talk about it whenever you can. Um, 
the other the bigger the next big step would in my opinion i think we need a system that puts the police in check you know our government has three separate branches to keep everything in check but the police mm-hmm. they keep in check on themselves so why is that you know yeah it seems like we need something that keeps everybody in check the same way that our country is so I think that maybe that would be something to look into. I'm not sure. A lot of people want to just completely uh, throw away the police system. Um, I'm not too sure how that how that would work out. You know, it's kind of scary for me. The police mm-hmm. have always been here. But at the same time, there's been times where there's a, been women in my family that have needed help, and the police just didn't really do much for them. Oh. You know, so I'm not too sure. I'm not against or for either one in that mm-hmm. sense, you know, mm-hmm. especially since I'm the one that's uh, not targeted, you know. So yeah. I, I can't really speak too much about how they feel that we should fix the system. Well, Linda happened to be Hispanic, and um, she had been one of the, all of them actually had marched down the center of town and all. And again, same type of thing. She said, hey, you know, we got to vote. We got to support those organizations, which is good, certainly. And again, we want to emphasize, as you talk, vote. If you are of the age to vote, let your voice be heard. You know, it's a privilege. There's a lot of people in other countries that don't have the opportunity to vote. So let's take advantage of that. Uh, then I moved over to another couple, um, I believe, actually there's two couples staying next to each other. One was Caucasian, one couple, the other, I think Hispanic. And when I went to uh, the one couple that I said, hey guys, you talk, you know, the same blah, blah, you know, here's, here's I'm listening, you know, I'll ask you a couple of questions. The two couples standing next to each other, the, the one couple uh, that I hadn't asked if I could interview them started screaming at me. And they're looking at the other couple going, don't trust him. Don't trust him. You can't trust him. Don't. Don't do it. And I'm going, whoa, you know. And then I looked at this couple. And they're kind of like the head is down, you know. And they're going, uh, well. I said, it's cool. I let them off the hook. And I looked at the other couple. And I said, hey, guys, you don't even know me. They said, we know we can't trust you. You know, that, that bothers me because I want to be trusted by our audience. And, uh, but I understand. I understand the moment that they were in. I understand the dynamics of what was going on. You were a member of the hated press, you know. Yeah, exactly. I, I saw on the news, like, some, some people were chucking water bottles at the, or worse, like, you know, at some members of the press, which, I mean, I know, uh, you know, we can debate that another time. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was a little dangerous being the press because people were just, like, angry, you know. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And, you know, that's really the first time I've ever had that happen in a situation like this. But I get it. I understand it, you know. Um, then I went uh, over to Jasmine, and there was, you know, I think four, she and, and three other girls there, two of them herself and another uh, African-American and um, an Asian and then somebody who was Hispanic. And the three other three said, oh, we don't want to, we don't. but Jasmine just got right in there. She had a lot of good things to say. She was articulate. You could tell that she was a little bit more informed. And we're going to hear from Jasmine yes, on the podcast right now. My name is Jasmine. I'm here to support the Black Lives Matter movement and the racial equality that we have in this country today. There's many black lives that have been taken due to police brutality and there's a lot of racial inequality that's happening in this world today that needs to be changed and the change starts within the community thank you for taking the time and a stand now one other question jasmine if you don't mind we're really big at you talk about making a difference let's change the world that's a big thing and this is a big issue where do we start how can you and i be the change what what are some first steps we can take the change starts within the community starts within your social platforms because social media is really really big nowadays Mm -hmm. 
it starts within the people and it starts within your heart. You can only change within yourself to help reflect it upon others. You see all these people out here, it don't have to be black, they don't have to be, you could be purple, blue, orange, <laughs> but if you know what's right and you know what's wrong and if you can support a cause that you know that affects millions of people right now, that just shows by one social media post, by one support, one being there, whether you're white, black, Asian, any ethnicity group. If we could stand together as one, we could show everybody that where the problem really lies within this whole issue. She mentioned something that I think is critical. She said, I think it has something to do with the heart. That's, that's a good. It really is. It, it really is a heart issue. And I'm glad that she picked up on that. Uh, now, the fourth interview was a, a guy named uh, Preston, who was kind of the, I'm calling him the main speaker. I don't know if that's technically right. But anyway, he was the main speaker, well-prepared, uh, you know, well-spoken. And we're going to take a listen to him right now. Preston, why is it important that you're here? For a long time, I felt like I've been done wrong. I know not directly I've been done wrong, but I felt like my people have been done wrong. And that directly affects me. And I just feel also like, aside from just me, an injustice is happening. And there's no way you can just stand by and watch an injustice. Okay. Especially when you know you have the power to change something, to do something, to speak on it. If you choose to be silent in a time of oppression, you are taking the side of the oppressor. And I'm not just somebody who's going to put all that talking in and no action. I'm going to come out and I'm going to fight for it. Because that's the only thing we really can do. We just got to keep doing what we're doing. You got to protest. You got to speak out. It's all we can do. No violence going to work. They're the ones with the guns. I don't got no gun. I don't got no baton, no pepper spray, no tear gas, no tasers. I don't even got protection. I don't got no shield, no bulletproof vest. I just recently got some steel toe boots for my work. Mm. So all I really can do is voice. That's it. And just hope that one day somebody hears me and they seek change and they act on it. The same way that I'm acting on it, they act on it. We both see it, that something is wrong here. And we both work to finally fix it, as it's been missed so many times in our history. Preston, thanks. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing your heart, okay, and, and for uh, letting me talk to you and, and for being here today. We're really big, you talk, on changing the world. And that's a big thing. This issue is huge. There is no way to excuse what has happened. There is no way to, you know, like with George Floyd and, and, and others recently. But what can we do? What can you and I do to be the change? Where, where can we start this change? You can start it right now by addressing first off the situation. You say to yourself, you say, okay... Are black people in America right now being treated in a fashion that you don't believe is proper? That's the first thing you ask yourself. If you answer to that question, you say, yes, congratulations, you're chosen the side of not being the oppressor. Then you finally say, okay, what can I do? Then you look and you see that there are protests going on, peaceful protests in the area. You research your local city representatives and take action within your own city to get okay. the people in there who want to actually change things for you you donate if you can or find out ways to add financially maybe to the movement you just really search for anything you can do you fight for it 
because you really believe in something, you're going to fight for it. You're going to find something to do. And that's just where it starts. And then you also, you have kids right now, you know, you teach them that things are wrong and they should not be going down this way. You teach them about George Floyd. You teach them about Trayvon Martin. You teach them about Ahmaud Arbery. You teach them about Sandra Bland. You teach them about all of us. And you let them know, are you going to be the person to finally say that this ends with my generation? Is that going to be you? Is that going to be your children? Those are all the things that you can currently do. And until that happens, we're going to be right here fighting forever, if it takes forever. Because it's already been 400 to 500. If it doesn't end of the century, we're pushing to 600 years of oppression, and it needs to stop eventually. Thank you, Preston. It was interesting because he was kind of a different persona when he and I were talking. He was very gracious, uh, but he was a very different person than uh, when he was up, you know, kind of in front of this crowd and uh, happened to be a a student at a, I won't name the college, but at a a Southern California, Cal State College. Uh, Mother owned a media company, well-versed, and uh, he... I, I think he was pushing more even for a revolution than just change. He didn't use that word, but you could sense that. Um, you could sense some. Yeah, I mean, I think he was really wanting to tear down the systems yeah. um, that have been in place for so long. And I think that's how a lot of people have yeah. been feeling, especially if they felt like they've been uh, mistreated or not given a fair shake. Um, you know, in whatever current systems, whether it's the police, whether it's the government, you know, there's there was a lot of like institutions, so to speak, that I think he yeah. was really kind of, uh, you know, angry at. And and, you know, and I think in general, um, you know, like like you said, there was kind of variety in all these responses of the yeah. people that yeah. you talked to. And, you know, a, a lot of people were upset and they were, you know, angry at in the injustices and, and really wanted to do something about it. So, I mean, that's what we want to talk about today is, is again, what are those next steps, right? Because I think we can, we can all post things and we can all hashtag sure. things, but at the end of the day, after the, the, the rallies and the protests disperse, what do we do next? Exactly. You know, and, it, and, I, and I, I could sense that in that group of young adults, because um, a lot of them were there, and, and I don't mean this disrespectfully at all, kind of along, it, it was the place, it was a yeah. place to be. Like their friends were there, and so they were there too, because it was a thing to do. I had a lot of friends that went, and all of them were on social media, come on guys, let's go together. And like, right. let's do this together. And, you know, it's like the cool thing to be at. And, and since it was a couple of weeks ago, I mean, people were so used to being cooped up and, and, you know, the stay at home mandate and all of that kind of stuff. So, but you could sense just looking at their body language and, and all, they were there. It was a cool thing to do and all that, but there was still that sense of what can we do to change? What, what can we do to be a part of this? And of course, Katie, what's one of our big mantras, if you will have it about change with you talking? Steve's always mad. Oh, I'm sorry. You did, did I say that? I'm sorry. You asked Katie. Never mind. <laughs> he is always mad, but I don't think oh. that kind of mad we're talking oh, about. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, know? you. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> no, but we like to go mad, aka making a difference yes. here, which is a very good thing that we always like Change to get our, our followers yeah. and listeners and everyone to do. It's about changing the world. It's about about seeing significant change. Um, sometimes I like to use the word transformation. So, guys, do you have some ideas 
of some starting points. And of course, this is just starting points. We could really talk about this, I think, uh, for several shows. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people need to educate themselves. Yeah. You know, like you said, it's it's great to show up. It's great to post something on social media or hashtag something. But I think it's besides just a meme to go deeper. And, you know, I've been trying to share articles um, about some things, whether it's historical or about films. Like I watched the movie Just Mercy the other day. Oh, my gosh. It's being streamed free all throughout June. If you haven't seen Just Mercy, it's online for free. There's a bunch of other films, you know, on Netflix, like 13th. And, yeah. you know, that, that, are, that really kind of encapsulates some of the injustices that have been in, in the system. Mm-hmm. Um, and in those particular examples, the 13th and just mercy it's about the the incarceration and legal system you know in our in our country um and and so those are things to educate but that's only one aspect right like of of this whole issue and so and, and also you know i think a lot of people are maybe getting their news just from reading things on Instagram or on TikTok or, or Twitter. And I think you really need to go deeper and reading news articles from reputable like news organizations and not just like one news organization, but like a wide range, because I think people start to feed into the, you know, if people are like, yay, black lives matter and down with police completely, let's get rid of them all. They all deserve to die. Like, and then, you know, you don't want the extreme either of, you know, like what racism? There's no racism. I mean, like, yeah. and that, those are like the two extremes. And I think trying to find, you know, some of what's in, in it, I, you know, you want to have objective journalism, but we know that doesn't completely exist. You know? But you want to see some some type of, you know, variances of thought and kind of make up your own mind of like what the solutions are. And there's a lot of, of answers. You know, we're not here to necessarily tell you this is exactly what we, we don't have all the answers of how to solve racism and, no. and injustices no. in the world. We just want to give you guys some suggestions and, you know, some tools to be able to go out and learn more about the things that you can do to make a change. Well put, Larissa, because it, it, we don't have all the answers. We want to be listening and we want to remind people to our audience that you talk is all about you talking to us. So we do want to hear from you. Um, I had a chance to talk to a buddy who's a, this huge researcher. I won't use his name, but uh, he was reminding me, you know, he said, we, we all um, need to. And he said, you know, it, your audience, you, whoever, um, uh, the other host for you talk, he said, all of us collectively need to make sure that we understand the real issues. Mm. What are the real issues instead of Mm -hmm. listening to all these different things on the extremes, as well as what are the facts? Um, You know, and I, I use the word manipulation. Maybe that's a little strong, but I think there's an awful lot of newsy and social media manipulation going on. And again, we're not knocking social media. It's a great tool. Uh, It's a tool for change. You know, it's, it really is. And, And we wouldn't be here tonight if it wasn't for social media, but find that balance. What's something else? What's another idea, Katie? Uh, the big, the big one is always the golden rule. Just respect everybody. Respect yourself. Respect everybody. Respect their opinions and everything you do. You know, and there, I Fact Girl is back tonight. We haven't had Fact oh, Girl fact in a long time. Fact Girl, welcome back, Fact Girl. So, That's not F A T, by the way. No. Fact F A C T. Yes, yes, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Research shows that only nineteen percent of young adults believe life is sacred. Ooh. That's scary. Yeah. Like that. Very scary. Because how are you going to respect somebody else? And I'm going to jump in for a second, Katie, and kind of separate the golden rule from respect. It is part of it, but let's come back to the golden rule. 
This idea of respecting other people, everybody, respect them. Respect them for who they are, that they're human. Respect them that their life is sacred. Every life is sacred. And if, you, if you're talking 20%, uh, only 20%, I mean, that means 80%. Is that right, fat girl? 80% do not believe life is sacred. Mm-hmm. Well, hello. No wonder the problems we're having. Yeah, yeah and I, I think when people don't, um, like, see racism as an issue, um, I, I want to tell you something, because, you know, whatever the audience is, something just happened to me, like, this week, where I had posted about, I had posted a meme um, or not, I mean, just like a quote that said, save black lives, you know, not, not too long after, you know, the protests started happening. And I wrote something that was very diplomatic, kind of in line of what you were saying it is that, you know, we have to do better as a society, you know, and it wasn't meant to be political or anything. It was meant to just be like, you know, justice for like this, is, in my opinion, it was a clear case that something wrong and most of the country most of the world kind of agreed something wrong happened here you know this is not how regardless of the race and in this case there was clearly a racial component but like there's something wrong here we all got to do better like you know and we need and we need to see you know justice in these cases um and so you know and of course i hashtagged it justice for george floyd and and somebody just this week you know it's an old post wrote to me some very racist comments to me. I'm Asian, I'm Asian American. And, you know, they were questioning like, oh, what justice? If you don't like it here, go back to your country. Whoa. I'm serious. And this was oh. on my public page on social media. And it was like, it had nothing to do with me being Asian, right? Like, why, why am I disqualified? Or like, like, now you want to kick me out? You want to kick everybody out? You know, so, I, you know, and I'm just going to assume this person was white. No offense to all the white people. But, but you know, clearly they didn't agree with the, the stance of, of, of Black Lives Matter. And they didn't agree with the fact that I was Asian commenting and, and or like standing up for that. Right. Yeah. So I know that happens. But again, if like you have are like, oh, but I, I treat everybody the same and everything's great. Well, that's awesome. So now you've got to be part of that change to help other people realize if you see people as a human being, then you need to help other people see other people as a human being. As somebody who has a life that is sacred, that's yeah. valuable and respect them. And agree to disagree. We may, we're never going to all agree on everything. My mentor put it this way to me, and, and I, I love the conversation I had with him. He said, respect others in all things you do. What, I mean, simple things, going to the store, whatever it happens to be, driving, um, having a conversation, respect that other person's opinion, but go deeper and say, I respect you as a human being. You have value. You're, you are sacred, you, and, and because of that, I'm going to respect you. you know, and Larissa, you and I talked about something, um, and Kate, you may have been in the conversation too, and I, I liked it, and I've heard this in other places as well. The idea of, my research friend put it this way, he said, relationships are so important in a situation like this, and he said, we have to be willing to allow others to get into the intimate spaces of our life. And he's not talking about physical intimacy, but what he's saying is, can I allow somebody else to come into my life and, and feel my pain? Right. Cries, yeah. And can, can I respect them enough to 
when they let me into their life to be able to, I mean, that is so huge. And just trying to understand and trying to learn, you know, we, we need to learn from each other. And it, and it always goes both ways. And I think that's an important thing to remember because I know in some of the things I see uh, being broadcast, and I know, again, there's a bias that our news, you know, media has and everything else, but it goes both ways. We have to respect each other. We have to learn from each other. We have to be willing to let somebody into those private spaces yeah. though, in our lives and know that we're not going to be like, you know, I mean, I know it, you weren't doing that in a sense, but, but to be uh, chided and, and in a sense verbally abused racially, you know, like you just were for a post, um, it shouldn't be that way. And, you know, it's so, to me, it's so fun to learn about other cultures. Now, I know I'm not normal. Not, uh, you guys won't dispute that. But, I mean, I've had the chance, Larissa, you too, Katie, to a degree, I believe, we've, we've all traveled a lot. And, you know, there's, it's just, to me, fascinating when you're someplace else, but you can do it right here in, in our country, learning from other cultures. Yeah. And we can learn something yeah. from everybody. And, you know, as my pastor has said, we're color blessed. And, you know, it's really true. You know, it's and you don't even have to I mean, go very far. You don't have to go out of the country to be able to learn about other cultures. And I'll never forget. I was in New York City for meetings one time. And, and this, this guy was with us, this uh um, I was going to say press guy, but he is, but I won't say that because that would make him look bad, but he was a good one. And he said, oh, i got to take you to this Ethiopian restaurant. Have you ever had Ethiopian food? I'm going, no. Oh, he's you're going to love it. It's great. It's great. So we go in there, you know, and I was the entertainment in the restaurant that night because in order to, the way they had things set up, there was mm -hmm. a little short, you know, like uh, tables, like, like table yeah. thing, mm -hmm. little tiny, tiny chairs and uh our audience may not know this, but I'm not a little guy. I'm a pretty big guy, and I guess it was quite a show to see me trying to get down and balance on that little chair. Yeah. And and but the food was magnificent. It was unbelievable. They had the special bread and yep. Oh, you've had. I mean, it was yep. What a it's good experience yeah. and, and meeting the different you know servers and and you know I'll I'll never forget that. If I if I'm back in that part of the city, I want to go back there if it's because it, it was just it was fabulous. You know, I mean. We're missing out, okay? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. We're not enjoying this, you know? Uh, be enjoying other cultures and stuff. So, okay, what else can we do, guys? Um, can we come back to the golden rule? Can you mention that? Because it really is connected to respect. But, guys, what is the golden rule? Just treating everyone how you want to be treated. I mean, I just think... Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to interrupt you. That's too simple. You That's think, just too I, I mean, you think it would be, but so many people, I'm just like, I see the way people treat others, and I'm like, you really want someone to do that to you? Why are you doing it to them? Like, it all goes back to, I mean, a lot of people don't see other people as human or that they have emotions and feelings. So I'm like, do you really want somebody saying that to you? I mean, do you know how much havoc that's going to play on your emotions? I, I should go to every white person and tell them to go back to Russia or to go back to Ireland. Right? If whoa, I want to be. Whoa, 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 you forgot my homeland. <laughs> go back to Italy. <laughs> Actually, I want to go back. Because apparently that's how people treat me, and so I, that's how I should treat the other people, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, you mean in a nice way, not, not in a mean way. Okay, I see. <laughs> It, it, I facetiously said it's too simple, but it is a rocket science, folks. You know, I mean, it, it guys, it, it's simple. Just think about how you want to be treated. 
and treat the other person that way. It it's simple. It it just and don't force it. You know, because if we force it, then it's like oh, it's got to be organic. It, it it's got to be from your heart. You know, I guess maybe develop a caution light in your life. I don't know um, that that starts blinking. If you're about to tear somebody down or treat them in a way that you don't want to be treated, that's so simple. I think you can also, I mean, a lot of people don't really care, you know, but if you, I think if you look at it and would you want a family member to be treated that Ooh. way, you know, like would you want your sister to be treated that way, your parent to be treated that way, you know, your grandma to be treated that way. Does that bring a whole new aspect to, okay, well, I don't want them to be treated, I don't want someone doing that to them. I don't want to do that to someone else's, you know, sister, grandma. Like, why am I going to do it then? And isn't it, guys, the simple things too? I mean, not being rude to somebody else. I don't like somebody yeah. treating me rude. So I, and I know that sounds simplistic, but I think, it, you know, the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. So if we can find these small steps to take, don't be rude. Uh, be polite. Help somebody out. You know, I'm, I'm constantly getting asked in stores, um, you know, by uh, short people and sometimes short elderly people if I can reach something off a shelf for them you know it's because I'm a big guy I, hey I don't mind doing that you know I, I'm a big guy I can reach it's you know and and I get the thank yous and I mean it's just kind of fun I and I know we don't really have time to get into it tonight but we've got the hashtag goodbye to mean campaign we've started um, and, and that's really let's stop being mean to each other let's treat each other with respect with value, everybody is, is valued, and let's treat them the way we want to be treated. Yeah, it sounds so simple. If only the whole world could do that. Oh my gosh, we would solve every single problem, right? I agree with you, Larissa, seriously. I mean, imagine how different our world would be if we just all grabbed a hold of these things, you know, and, and I think the more young adults I speak with and hear from, interact with, you know, they want this change. They want a revolution. They want some serious change, you know, and, and we need that. But you have to start someplace. Yeah, and I think that's always the hardest thing is is it's great to have these movements and these protests and, you know, social media to kind of to, to make the issues known or to kind of vent your, your anger and your displeasure with, with what's like things you don't like, you know, in the world. But the next step really has to be you know, changing hearts and minds through kindness, right? And, and as, as hard it is, you know, loving your enemy is not easy, you no. know? Um, whenever, I mean, I mentioned the troll on my, you know, recent post, but, like, I responded with kindness, and that forced them to hopefully respond in kindness and also think, like, oh, yeah, like, oh, this person might not be that bad, and, and maybe I shouldn't have been so hard on them. So yeah. it's a hard, hard thing, but... I think to live, like you said, Steve, treating people the way you would want to be treated. And, and yeah. Maurice, I appreciate that. It, good word. That's, that's such a great example. It isn't easy to come back and be kind. I, you know, you went out and have to concept, like you said, think and say, wait a minute, what's the bigger picture? And that idea that you had too with, is there something that we can agree on? You know, and that's a big thing in bullying. And of course, that's not the topic tonight, but finding those things we can agree on, remembering we're going to disagree on some things. And one thing to agree on is better than nothing. Right. Uh, it's mm -hmm. just, and it really, these are simple steps. These are simple ideas. And, and like you said, Larissa, this whole thing, 
of, of a movement. I'm all about it. Movements are great, but let's bring it down to, to practical ground zero where we can really do something instead of walking away, kind of going from one high to the next. Oh, hey, there's a protest on this. Okay, I'm going to go over there. That seems kind of cool. Oh, there's a protest here. I'm going to go over here. You know, kind of, you know, I'm not saying that's what your friends are doing, but in a sense, Katie, they were saying, hey, this is a cool thing. Let's, you know, join me there. And I and I'm fine with people like who maybe initially like their moti- like their motivation might be shallow, but if yeah. they they they're there and they listen and like they, they, they may be like, oh yeah. man, like this really is a thing. Like that they're educated. Like I'm okay with that. Like it's sure. okay. I don't if their if their motivations were false in the beginning, but they become true believers. Like I'm cool with that. You know? Oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, it's learning. It's all about mm-hmm. learning. Well, guys, I think we're coming to the end of our time. Um, We could continue this discussion, and we will continue this discussion uh, in different forms because it is truly important, and it's nice to have the three of us together, you know, for once, and and we don't always get to do this, but it's nice to have you talk time together and be able to share our thoughts and and our experiences and have Fat Girl back with us. And I mean, that's such a powerful statistic. So I think we can be people of change by being people who are well-informed, well-versed, and then be able to share it, you know, in our spheres of influence, whatever that happens to be. And right now, a lot of that is at home because we're still on somewhat a lockdown. Yeah, absolutely. But I think this has been a a great discussion, a lot of food for thought. We, you know, we certainly want to hear from you guys if there are things that you're doing to to help make a change, Um, you know, let us know about that. For sure. Not from you. We're here for you. We want to be an encouragement. We want to be somebody that you can trust. And let's be the change together. This is You Talk Radio. 